So many of you know uh, who's with me, and it's, it's very evident that most of the stuff I say, and I've told this to you time and time again, if you've tuned into Liberty Station or you've attended the church, that I, I really don't like having him come speak, although that is tongue-in-cheek, because when he speaks, you go, hey, I've heard that before. Rob says that, and I have to confess that I stole it from him. This is Congressman Bob McEwen, the most underutilized asset in America. He has been contending for liberty and freedom and, and awakening the churches of America long before I ever even stepped into the pulpit. You are my mentor. Uh, you're my hero. You're my champion. I'm grateful for you. And you're here at Student Action Summit. You got connected with Charlie. Because of you. Well, but, but tell the folks what, what you've thought about this Student Action Summit. You know, five, 6,000 kids, the energy level's high. You and Liz are here. What, well, what have you gleaned from it all? I, I can't begin on that without responding to what you said because anybody that listens to Rob knows that he understands truth and truth when it's communicated in a way that people can understand is captivating and I'm one of those captives. And what the same principle applies to what's happening with Turning Point. And that is the, the scriptures point out that, that when man without truth goes crazy. Yep. He can't tell a woman from a boy. I mean, just it's silliness. And so it's described. It said, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And you, and you can see how, how, <laughs> how foolish is going on on campus. So, so Turning Point begins to teach truth economically. And people begin to say, socialism didn't work. They were in selling. Why can't they explain it better? And as they begin to pursue truth, the next step is they begin to follow spiritual truth. Yep. And why is it that this all works together? And so that now Turning Point is, has added an additional part that, that Rob is leading called Turning Point Faith because truth applies. Freedom is, has a three-legged stool. If you take one of the legs away, a three-legged stool won't work. That's right. And freedom is three things. It's economic freedom. A little girl, a little boy gets mad at his mother and says, I'm leaving and grabs his teddy bear and warms up. He's not going anyplace because he has no economic freedom. Or you can be a multimillionaire in prison. The fact that you have economic freedom doesn't do any good because you, have, you don't have political liberty. So you have to have economic freedom, political liberty, and spiritual truth. And so these young people begin to ask questions about how does this work? How does marriage, how do, how, how do I form a family and all these things? And so Turning Point Faith is the underpinning to America and it's gonna be the underpinning of the young people that recognize that truth comes from the word of God. For Charlie and I to try to articulate it, we couldn't have done it better than you just did right there. Because early on, when we were contemplating stepping in and working with churches, Charlie's biggest concern is churches don't want me because we're a secular 501c3. We've got agnostics, atheists, or some Wiccan. There might be a homosexual here, whatever it is. And, and, and they exclude us because of that. Well, as a secular 501c3, they're going on college campuses, they're working with young people but they're putting him in the streams of liberty, Galatians 3, you know, this idea that the law is a guardian, a school teacher to appoint us to Christ till faith comes. And you just articulated what Charlie and I labored over because Charlie had never spoken in a church before because he thought churches didn't want him. But the reality is political, economic, and religious are those freedoms that are necessary for that three-legged stool. And Charlie's taken the economic and the political and he doesn't withhold his faith. He proclaims his faith. And now churches are awakening to this. And there's no litmus test. Oh, we don't let you in because you associate or affiliate with blah, 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 fill in the blank. They start to realize that we're, we're doing a service Sunday morning here. There's no holds bar. We can present the gospel. We share that. And, and it's voluntary. But we, we get the lion's share of these kids coming out for it. And they're moved by it. 
and I didn't know how to articulate it, and doggone it, Bob, you just <laughs> did it in like two minutes. Well, it, it's an ex exciting thing. Bill Bright was one of the best friends. You and I belong to an organization called the Council for National Policy, and Bill Bright was a, a founder of Campus Crusade and a very dear friend of both Liz and mine. One of Liz's best friends that, that she actually dated for much of her college career was the, the number two head at Campus Crusade. And so those two have, have, have run Campus Crusade for all these years. Recent years, they've now gone off the rails. They've begun to teach other things other than truth. Yep, yep. And as long as I'm talking about racism or sexism or ecology, and then and, and as long as they got their eyes off Christ onto anything else, then they're not going to make any changes. So when you come back and say, "Look, the environment. Why you're opposed to the environment? What, we, we need to focus on what changes life. Why you mean you're you're a, you're a racist? You don't want to talk about? And so what is happening with the woke culture is that many of the Christian organizations have lost their way and turned. Point faith is people. It, it's not pursuing people. People are pursuing it yep. because it, they are drawn to truth. You have Breitbart who used to say that that politics is downstream from culture, and it seems as though the church adapts to culture. Instead, it should be driving culture because Christ didn't come to make converts. He came to make disciples, and not just disciples, but disciples of nations. Those are boundaries, borders, compacts, constitutions. I've said this with many of our guests will be judged individually on Judgment Day, but governments will be judged corporately. And in the 6,000 years of recorded history, we have this experiment in liberty for 246 years that as you have so eloquently articulated, and, and people hear me say this all the time, I, got, I took it lock, stock, and barrel from you. 4% of the population, you talk about inventions, you talk about elements. Just go through that so folks can hear it from the source instead of me butchering it with my... Well, the lighthouse for the gospel. Only 4% of the people in America, only, pardon me, only 4% of the people on the, con, on, the globe on the globe consider themselves Americans. Other 96%. If you take all the money that goes for global evangelism to preach what is right, and let me just focus on that just for a second. You see, if you don't know how to run something and you're out there as we would give these people in Africa, give, give them tractors. Right. And so they would hook their tractors up to their water buffalo to try to pull the tractor because they didn't know how to run it. That's man without God. Right. And so what, what Turning Point Faith and what you do and what the church does downstream from culture is explains how this works. <laughs> if you just turn the battery, put in some gas, you'll see how this thing works. And so then life begins to right itself. And so that then created a nation built upon those principles that with this 4%, more books, plays, symphonies, copyrights, more inventions than Nobel the rest Peace of Prize winner. Nobel Prize than the rest of the world combined. Only 4% of the people uh, are, and yet they have more Nobel Prize, no, not Peace Prize, all prizes right. combined for the rest of, of the planet. Now, ask me why. And the reason why is because God's way, righteousness exalteth a nation. And, and sin is a reproach. And what is sin? Sin is anything that separates us from God. Yes. Now, stop for a second. There are people who are committed to separating us from God. Yep. And so in San Diego, they sue to take the cross off of the city seal. Why? Because they want to separate us from God. Take under God out of our Pledge of Allegiance. They, want, they can't pray in school. You can't, but they want to separate us from God. But sin is a reproach. Separating us from God is a reproach to any people. You do that, and you'll end up in the ditch. The, the Rio Grande. 
On one side, you have beautiful golf courses, gorgeous homes, people from all over Minnesota and Montana and, Cal and Illinois that come down to, to Arizona to these be climbs. beautiful places. Then you go across, you go across the river, yep. and suddenly you, 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 you don't want to own property, you don't want to be left alone, you, you don't want to be there. Steal it. This list goes on and on. What is the difference? So therefore, this political system has now been entrusted to us, the lighthouse for the gospel. If, if the scripture says if you take a city, you must bind a strong man. America's the only strong man. You take America down, Israel doesn't have a chance, the rest of the world doesn't have a chance. And who can save it? Only the Bible-believing Christians. Organized labor, uh, people on welfare, they've all been registered to vote all the time. They always turn up. It's the Christians, half of whom are not even registered yeah. to vote, which means they never voted in their entire lifetime. We will stand before God just as the parable of the talents when he said, I buried it. I went to church every day. I went on Wednesday night. I helped him. But did you vote? No, I didn't get involved. Well, then you... I could have wasted yeah. it. You, you, you destroyed a nation that was yep. given to you that was the lighthouse of truth. And, but they say, well, I don't, I don't do politics because I preach the gospel and the gospel is the most important thing. Well, wouldn't the second most important thing be protect the government that protects the preaching of that gospel? Exactly. I got that from you. And very simply, very simply, if, if you run into the city councilman on the street corner, and he says, by the way, your church has been there since the 1880s. It's got the most prime property in the city. We need it for a parking lot. We're going to put a parking tower. Everybody in the downtown needs it. And we're going to condemn your property and turn it into a parking lot. And you go to the people in your church and you say, oh, we need to show up to the city council. We need to speak out against this eminent domain. And the fourth grade Sunday school teacher for the boys says, let me tell you, Rob, God didn't call me to get involved in city council meetings. God didn't call me to do politics. God called me to these 10-year-old boys, and that's where my focus is. And you just want to graciously try to prevent yourself from grabbing them by the lapels and saying, Bozo, if the church goes down, your Sunday school class is it, going it, with it. Closed. If this country goes down, the, the your church pastor, is gonna, they're going to tell you when you can meet, that's how right. many people you can have in a pew, how, how many must cover your face. Tell the Catholic church in, in California, you can't pray the rosary because we in Sacramento have determined that the rosary is a chant and a chant is in violation of COVID agreements. That's what will happen if Christians do not get involved. And they, and, 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 you know, and they, 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 it's moral pietism and an attempt to justify their apathy. And I have to tell you, eight-term congressman from Ohio, you understand the power of the public square You've never wavered in your faith and you see the, the integration of both as though it's seamless. And yet somehow in this nation in the last 50, 55 years, they've forgotten that, but it's time to dust off the old books. And, and the, one of the reasons why I say you're the most underutilized asset in America is because what you've been saying and all the time I've known you has never changed, but all of a sudden people are awakening to the value of it. And now you're coming into your stride <laughs> And these young people here are like Bob McEwen. Let me say this, Rob. Seriously, seriously. I am more optimistic than I've ever been in my me life. Too. Let me just tell you, we, you and I have done pastor's conferences for 20 years. Nobody cared. Now suddenly pastors are beginning to wake up. We understood that the schools and the school boards were destroying our families, our children, and yep. polluting them, and we couldn't get anybody to care. And the school board in... in for, in Fort Worth, just a few years ago, just during the Trump administration, yeah. this isn't a long time ago, the fellow who, who wanted to let boys shower with the girls yep. got 1,089 votes in a district with 93,000 students and over 800,000 people. Now, that was just four years ago. 
suddenly there's an awakening as to what's happening on our school boards, what's happening in our church, and let me just tell you, the, America is poised to take off like a rocket. All it needs is proper leadership. We're sin abounds, grace abounds even more, but we're watching people across the country awaken, and as you and I have traveled, and especially with these young people, it brings me such great joy. And it's, it's, it's time for them to realize God gave, has given them a mentor and a blessing as he gave me and you, and he's done it for all these young people. And they're happy. You can tell people, oh, people who know the Lord, yeah. people who know, understand how life works, Satan brings separation and sadness. And you can tell it, and as these kids, they get drawn, people go to, go to their meetings just because economically they begin to understand, they start to believe in America a little bit, and the first thing you know, you find out God gets a hold of their hearts and changes their life forever. Yeah, it's a skyrocket. The trajectory just increases. Well, you understand why I love this man so much, and you now realize, as I've always, I've been honest to confess it, that I, I don't borrow from him, I steal, but now I'm Vice giving versa. him credit. Vice versa. Yeah, and I, so you have now had the privilege to sit with and hear the wisdom of a man I cherish and value, and so thank the Lord for bringing into my life. We'll see you at the next interview, and don't forget to continue to pray for Congressman Bob and his wife Liz. Uh, they need your prayers. Bless you guys. Thank you, Rob.